Hi, this is Steve Nerlick. Why, 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 why cheap astronomy? Yeah, why? And this is Dear Cheap Astronomy, episode 94, Things Can Only Get Bigger. While much of the universe does remain a complete mystery, we are pretty sure now it's getting bigger. Although that could just be another way of saying it's getting older, since this is space-time we're talking about. But anyway. Dear Cheap Astronomy, Why did the universe inflate? To coin a phrase, in the beginning there was inflation. Within a tiny fraction of the first second, the volume of the universe expanded exponentially apparently by a factor of 10 to the 78th power, equivalent to something of 1 nanometer in length, expanding to nearly 11 light-years in length. This is not to say the early universe had a radius of 11 light-years at the end of inflation. We don't really know how big the universe was then, since we don't really know how big the universe is now. If we wind the clock back 13.8 billion years... Our observable universe was maybe a soccer ball in size, although other estimates are between a grain of sand and a volume with the diameter of a skyscraper. In any case, compared to what it is now, the post-inflation universe really wasn't that big, although it was vastly huger than its proposed beginning at an unimaginably tiny quantum scale. It's important to acknowledge all this is totally hypothetical, since our earliest observable information about the universe's past comes from the cosmic microwave background, which was emitted when the universe was really becoming universal in scale at 380,000 years of age, when it had an even temperature throughout of 3,000 Kelvin. Now, 13.8 billion years down the track, We can still see that even temperature everywhere we look, even though it's now reduced to 2.7 Kelvin. And we also find everywhere we look that there's galaxies and clusters and superclusters of galaxies, which all have a similar composition, density, distribution and age. It's this remarkable consistency throughout the universe that lends credence to the idea that the very early universe must have gone form, inflating faster than light, from quantum to macro scale within a split second, leaving no time for anything to clump, skew or misalign the outward spread of the early universe's contents. It is just a hypothesis, but it's a hypothesis that seems to fit the data, so until something better comes along... It's the best we've got, and so is currently considered a fundamental part of our standard working model of the universe. Of course, this makes inflation, and the reason for it, yet another unknown in our standard working model that's already full of unknowns, notably dark energy and dark matter. Our understanding of particle physics leads us to the conclusion that the reason the cosmic microwave background was released in one big flash was because the universe became cool enough for it to do so. That is, at 3000 Kelvin, which is the minimum temperature at which protons and electrons can combine to form atoms. So, above 3000 Kelvin, 
you have a plasma-filled universe below 3000 Kelvin, hydrogen atoms can form, allowing all the photons that had been caught up in the plasma to shoot off in a straight line in one big flash. So as hypotheses go, this one is quite plausible. The cosmic microwave background certainly looks like the long-cooled remnant of one big universal flash, and in a laboratory, we can replicate protons and neutrons combining to form hydrogen atoms out of plasma that's cooled down to 3000 Kelvin, and then reverse that again by raising the temperature above 3000 Kelvin. But from there, establishing the universe's earlier history requires a lot more supposition. From particle accelerator experiments, we know that at even higher temperatures, particles will break down further into quarks, and on the basis of such data, we propose that if there really was a Big Bang from a single point, followed by a split-second inflation of space-time, and then a steadier period of expansion, then it should have taken 380,000 years for the early universe to get big enough to cool down to 3,000 Kelvin. So the Big Bang is really a hypothesis built on a hypothesis, where the only real data we have, and are ever likely to have, is the cosmic microwave background, which is not so much an echo of the Big Bang, but instead is the first observational data we have of a universe that was already well established, although it was a much smaller and hotter universe than the one we live in today. So it is always best to think that we have a current working model of the universe. Given the substantial changes in cosmological thought we've seen over the last century, it's not unreasonable to assume our current working model of the universe lies somewhere between being a bit wrong and being really quite wrong. But hopefully, it's just a bit wrong. This is the middle bit. Of course, the terminology is important here. Initially, the universe inflated very quickly, but after that, it just expanded. And yes, there is a difference. And what is that difference? Well, that sounds like a question. Dear Cheap Astronomy, why does the universe expand? Here at Cheap Astronomy, we think this is the question that everyone should be asking. That is, why, rather than how, is the universe expanding? The question of how the universe is expanding is generally answered with the waffly concept of dark energy. Even though dark energy was only brought in fairly recently when it became apparent that the universe's expansion has been accelerating over time. It was as though everyone had been okay with the idea that the universe was steadily expanding, but as soon as we knew the expansion was accelerating, we needed to conjure up a mysterious force to explain it. Before the acceleration finding, cosmologists were already anticipating the universe's expansion rate was either constant accelerating or decelerating. The fact that we've now qualified it's accelerating is an important finding, but there is still the underlying question of why the universe expands at all. What we know is that it's expanding now, and when we look farther out into the universe, and hence farther back in time, 
it's apparent the expansion rate that's happening now has increased from what it was in the past. These findings do imply the universe was much smaller earlier in its lifetime, but that's about all it implies. The clinching evidence for the Big Bang model of the universe's origin is really the cosmic microwave background, which possesses the same temperature, 2.7 Kelvin, everywhere we look. The existence of the cosmic microwave background implies the whole universe must have once existed at a very high and very uniform temperature. And since then it has cooled substantially, by virtue of it expanding. So it hasn't actually lost any of the heat it started with. The expansion has just spread that heat out. This then is one possible answer to the question of why the universe expands. So that it can cool. Okay, it's not much of an answer, since if you then asked why does it have to cool, the answer would just be because that's what hot things do. A fundamental feature of the universe as we know it is that energy will naturally disperse rather than concentrate, which is essentially the second law of thermodynamics. Another thing to consider is that time always moves forward. If you ask why... There's no clear answer beyond pointing out that time clearly and obviously does move forward. What's curious here is that we don't hear a lot of people saying there must be some kind of mysterious force that drives it forward. Well, okay, there probably are some people saying that, but not many. So, consider then that time is not something that exists in isolation. It's just one aspect of space-time. So again, isn't it curious that we're fine with the idea that time goes forward, because that's what it does, but as soon as we learn that space is expanding, we insist there must be something driving it to expand. At least in the current universe, space, or more correctly space-time, only expands in intergalactic voids where there is insufficient mass-energy density to exert a gravitational holding together of that volume of space. So if it is just the case that space-time naturally expands, in the absence of matter telling it how to curve, then there is a certain logic in the finding that the expansion of voids accelerates as those voids get bigger and emptier. But before we go too far here, if it's starting to sound like cheap astronomy has all the answers, no we have no idea why the universe expands. Haven't a clue. We're just suggesting a different perspective on the problem where you don't have to leap to the conclusion that there's an all-powerful force controlling everything, to quote Han Solo. Nor are we encouraging everyone just to accept that things are what they are and stop asking questions. Indeed, that is one of the problems with dark energy. It sounds like an answer... So people stop asking questions, thinking we can just wait until someone figures out what this dark energy stuff is. So all we are suggesting, here at Cheap Astronomy, is that we should at least entertain the possibility that dark energy isn't actually anything. This is the end bit. So, there you go. This cheap podcast doesn't have all the answers. We're just saying that no one else does either. It does seem odd that no one seems to mind that the universe is getting older, but everyone is very perplexed that it's getting bigger. 
It is kind of odd that it's getting bigger faster as it gets older, but it's also pretty odd that it got so big so fast when it was very young. It's perplexing. But that's it for another episode of Dear Cheap Astronomy. If you've got a space science question, or it bothers you that you're getting older, why not write to cheapastro at gmail.com and we'll expand on that for you. Thanks for listening. Steve Nerlich, Cheap Astronomy.